Welcome to the Glojo Podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and every week I'll be sharing thought-provoking, soul-soothing, and inspiring conversations from personal stories to insider tips and tricks. At the Glojo, you can always find what you need when you need it most. This is permission. Permission to be you, permission to be messy, permission to feel all the feels. So what do you say? Let's do this together. I'll see you in the Glojo. Hello and welcome to the Glojo podcast. I'm your host, Leanne Kalal, and it is wonderful to have you here today. And today you are tuning in to a Soul Bite episode. Soul Bite episode is a quick mini solo episode where I share my thoughts and experiences and things that I've learned or been pondering over the past week that have helped me in my life in an effort and with the intention to help you live a more aligned, inspired, uplifting, and in today's case, a happier life. That's right. Today's episode is dedicated to how we can become a more happier version of ourselves. So if you're listening to this and you would like to experience more happiness in your life, raise your hand or nod your head because do you know what? I think we're all in the same boat. I think that we all want to be happy. I know I've gone through phases in my life where maybe I wasn't the happiest and it was hard to explain why, but I was seeking happiness and and lots of times seeking happiness in the wrong places or in ways that I thought would bring results, but they actually didn't. In fact, I believe that most of the things we do in our life, we do to achieve happiness or to achieve love and acceptance from the people in our life, whether this is setting goals and achieving them. I think achievement is a huge way that we try to prove our worthiness and gain respect and, you know, be able to buy things to make us happy or look good to a certain person and, you know, relationships and all, all those things. I think that especially in North America, and I talk about North America a lot in this way, and I don't mean to be hard on North America, but I think that our society is very much built on achievement. And if you do X, Y, Z, then you're going to experience the promised land and the ultimate happiness. But so often, this is just not the case. One of my dear friends has shared this statement with me over the years. She says, because yes, I am... (laughs) I'm guilty of this. She said to me multiple times, Leanne, life is simple. We make it hard. And I think that this is so true. At the end of the day, life is simple, but we make it so hard for so many different reasons. I know I'm definitely guilty of overcomplicating my life. And you know what? I'm at the point right now where I truly am craving a more simple way of living and a simple way of being. I think in a lot of ways, I have been forced to do this because of COVID and the realities of my life and living in Canada right now. And I know I'm not the only one experiencing this. I know that collectively we're going through these big, massive shifts. And for me, one of the positives in this is that I am forced to live a more simple life in some ways, But just because I'm not out traveling and going to business events and doing a lot of the things that I was doing before, sort of pre-COVID, there are still ways to complicate life. (laughs) Today, we are going to talk about 10 simple ways to live a happier life. 
Now, before we do this, I just want to read a quick listener review. Thank you so much to everyone who leaves reviews or written reviews on Apple Podcasts. I really appreciate it. This one today is from T underscore dog 06, a five-star review named a must listen. I connected immediately with this podcast. The conversation is thought-provoking, but digestible and real. Leanne has such a gift of creating authentic conversations. Subscribed and added to my feel-good must-listens. Thank you very much, T underscore dog 06. I really appreciate it. And it's great to have you here. So thank you for being a part of the growing Glojo community. Everyone else, if you haven't already left a review, I would love to hear from you. It really helps spread the word and get the Glojo into the ears of a lot more people. It also helps me know what you're liking so that I can do more of that. All right, now on with the show. So let's talk happiness. Today's episode is inspired by a book that I recently read called The Little Book of Huga, The Danish Way to Live Well. Now, Huga is spelled H-Y-G-G-E. I always thought it was pronounced Higgy or Higgy, but it actually is pronounced Huga. And it just so happens that I'm having a very hoogly moment right now. I have a glass of red wine on my desk. I have my big seven wick candle burning on the one side of me. I have my office lights dimmed at a really nice, comfortable setting. It's nice and warm in here. So this is a very hoogly moment. Now you might be wondering, what the hell is hygge? What does hoogly mean? And you are about to find out. Quick shout out to Natalia for recommending this book to me. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed it. So thank you. And now I am really excited to share what I learned in this book with all of you. It was a quick, easy read or listen. I listened to it on Audible and it was about three and a half hours long. So it was nice and easy listening. And what I loved most about it is that I was able to walk away with simple, yes, simple, actionable steps that I can take basically right away to improve the quality of my life. And so going back to the book title, The Little Book of Huga, The Danish Way to Live Well. I'm not sure if this will be news to you, but Denmark is consistently ranked among the top happiest countries in the world. There is a world happiness report that is produced by the UN. And for the last four years, the happiest country has been Finland. The second happiest country has been Denmark. And there have been many, many years where Denmark has ranked the happiest country in the world. Now, when you think about it, it's very, very interesting that these Scandinavian countries rank as some of the happiest countries in the world. The third one was Sweden. At first glance, these are all places that have very long, cold, dark, snowy, windy winters. Doesn't sound fun, does it? No, I didn't think so. But on the flip side, obviously, these countries have some things figured out that the rest of us can learn from. And so I think it makes a lot of sense that this book has been created. There's actually more books in this series that have come out. I might read those. And if I do, I'll be sure to share them here because they're definitely doing something right. And here's the good news. These are things, again, we can all implement and we can learn from. So before we dive into these 10 things, let's let's first talk about what Huga is. So Huga can be a noun or it can be 
an an adjective, hence my hoogly moment going on over here. It is originally a Norwegian word that dates back, I believe, to the 1800s, if my memory serves me correctly. But it's really been embraced and made famous on a global level by the Danes, because the Danish people have really embraced the Huga way of life. Now, interestingly enough, Huga does not directly translate into any one English word. There are a few different ways that the author describes Huga in the book, and the author's name is Mike, I'm probably not saying this right, but Mike Wiking. And he's from the Happiness Research Institute in Copenhagen. I love that they have a Happiness Research Institute. Man, that sounds like a fun place to work. All right, back to the task at hand, translating Huga into the English language. They say that it can be an, the art of creating intimacy, coziness for the soul, taking pleasure and enjoyment in the moment. It's related to the atmosphere and experience versus things. It has to do with people we love and home and feeling safe and secure. It has to do with being able to let our guards down and having connected conversations. And so you can really start to see that Huga in itself embodies a lot of these different areas in our life. And it, and it really, they all come together to create a way of life. And so if I were to define Huga, I would say Huga is a way of life that fosters connection, simplicity, happiness, and health. That's how I would describe it. Now that you have an idea of what Huga is, let's dive in to specific ways you can create a more hoogly life to create a happier life. Now, you might be wondering, does Huga directly translate to happiness? According to the author of this book, positive social relationships and Huga contribute to happiness. It just so happens that when you live a hoogly life, you create more time and more space to foster those positive, deep social connections. Okay, so let's dive into the Huga Manifesto. There are 10 points and we are going to review them together right now. Number one, atmosphere. A huge part of Huga is creating a comfortable atmosphere in your home, a place where you can relax, let your guard down, unwind, feel safe, feel comfortable, feel cozy, all of those things. And so some of the ways they say to do this, candles. Candles are a huge Danish thing. In fact, in the book, they said the average Danish person burns six kilograms of candles a year. And let me tell you, I know this is a lot because I recently just bought 22.7 kilograms of wax. I had friends over a couple weekends ago and we had a candle making extravaganza. And yeah, that's about 50 pounds of wax that I ended up with. I did not realize when I bought a box of wax that it would come in loose wax flakes. So it was interesting. It was a lot of fun. And now I have candles to hopefully get me through the year. Aside from candles, lighting is also a very big part of creating a positive, comfortable, soothing atmosphere. Hence why I have my office light dimmed right now. And so in Denmark, it's really popular to have floor lamps 
and side table lamps and to have lighting dispersed throughout the room so that you are really creating this mood, this atmosphere and environment versus I know a lot of places that I'll go into over in North America, there's just like really bright lights that you turn on at the top of the ceiling and that's about it. So this is all about creating a mood. Another thing that they highlighted throughout the book is really that the the Danish people like to bring nature and outdoors inside. And so they'll have reindeer skins. Maybe over here we have sheepskin. Um, if that's not your thing, though, totally fair. There's other ways that you can bring nature in from outside. You can bring flowers. If it's in the winter, you can go collect, you know, like twigs and and pine boughs and spruce boughs, depending on where you live and make beautiful arrangements inside. So again, this is about bringing the pieces and parts of nature that resonate with you and that make you feel that feeling of coziness, of happiness, of inner calm and inner peace and bringing that inside. Personally, I love flowers. Now, fireplaces or having an indoor fire pit or stove is another very hoogly thing that is done over there. And so that's a little more difficult to bring into our house. Um, But if you do have a place that has a fire stove or a fireplace, use it because then you get the sound, you get the smell, you get the crackling of the wood, and that all just serves to create a very cozy, comforting environment that will ultimately uplift you and will make you happier and to experience more inner calm. Huga manifesto point number two, presence, be here now. And so this is something that was really emphasized throughout the entire book, the power of presence. And I actually will probably do an episode on this in the future because I don't know about you, but I have a couple of people who come to mind and when I'm around them, I feel like I'm the only person that exists. And it is a really, really unique experience because they are so present. They are so in the moment. They're not on their phone. They're not stressed out. They're not thinking about the things they didn't do or all the things they need to do. They are fully in the moment. And the power of giving someone your full attention is so special. I think that Presence is something that we lack because our minds are so busy and we're attached to our technology. I'm definitely guilty of this. And and this is something that I want to work on. Even just by creating an atmosphere that is calm, that is relaxing, it's going to be easier for you to disconnect from technology and be present. And, you know, even if you think about all those things that I just shared in atmosphere, that's going to help foster an environment where it's easier to connect. It's easier to have those conversations with someone and you're not just watching TV. And so there's no TVs involved in this. All right. Hoogly manifesto point number three. I absolutely love this one. Pleasure. They are big proponents of pleasure. They say, eat the cake enjoy coffee. In fact, coffee is their hot drink of choice, which, you know, maybe I, maybe I was Danish in a past life because I love coffee. I don't know about you, but for me, I grew up in a diet culture where we are, you know, made to feel ashamed or guilty if we indulge in certain things. And 
that's no fun. It's like, and maybe you do decide you're going to go out and you're going to quote unquote treat yourself and then you feel guilty for doing it. What if we actually just enjoyed what we were eating? What if we actually enjoyed the wine, enjoyed the treats that we're giving ourselves and then just have it in moderation? One of the things that I love that he said in the book is that it's not very hoogly to have a stomach ache. And I know for me, if I deprive myself of something and then I have it, I'll probably overeat and then I'll feel full. I won't feel good. And so this is about not depriving ourselves and just enjoying what we want when we want it but in moderation. And I absolutely love this. And this is something that I'm going to try to do more of. And I know that the French do this as well. They have croissants. They have all of the, you know, what we would say over here, like high fat, high carbs, and they're all so damn thin. And I really think that it comes down to truly enjoying it, savoring it, not eating quickly, And I think when you're more present with your food, so again, going back to number two, but when you're more present, you enjoy it more and then you don't need to eat as much so you can have less. Number four, equality. Over there, they are known as a welfare state. So the taxes are really high. And so if you have a more capitalistic view, this might not be the place for you. Or maybe you would be surprised at how happy you felt contributing to this. Who knows? One of the reasons that people are happy there is because they naturally have more security. They have free healthcare, free post-secondary education. They know that to a certain degree and a certain level, they're going to be taken care of. And I do believe that when you have less stress, you're able to then perform better. You're able to be more purposeful, be more of service. And so it's definitely different than how things are over here, but it seems to be working for these countries. There might be something to this. Number five, gratitude. They believe in gratitude. They practice gratitude. I'm a huge fan of gratitude. I have talked about this a lot. I think that it just helps us be more aware of all of the good we have in our life and everything and everyone that we have in our life. There are studies that show that people who are more grateful are happier. Gratitude also has psychological, physical, and social benefits. And so it's not hard to be grateful. You don't need anything. Pull out the notes app in your phone or grab a piece of paper and a pen and write at least three things or three people you're grateful for and take the time to write why you're grateful for it. When you write why you're grateful for the person or the thing or the situation, you're connecting to the emotion. And it's really those emotions that will help us to attract more positive things to our life and therefore be more grateful and more happy. Huga Manifesto point number six, harmony. They believe in harmony. Now, I thought this was really interesting because the way the author described harmony is this is not a competition. You do not need to compete. You do not need to break. You do not need to prove yourself. You do not need to prove your worth. That sounds like the opposite of the society that we live in over here. It would be really interesting to see how the Instagram feeds are of of Danish people, don't you think? Huga moment number seven, comfort. That's right. This is going back to really, you know, number one as well, creating this atmosphere. Creating comfort is so important. 
They believe in relaxing. They believe in taking a break. They believe in letting your perfectionistic, I need to do it all and prove myself adult take a break. It's actually a good thing to relax. Isn't that relieving? Just makes me feel good just saying that. Huga Manifesto number eight. Truce. What do they mean by truce? This means no drama. Let's keep the drama to the side. If there's a heated topic or a heated debate going on, they'll say, let's talk about this later. Now, this one does make me question, like, what about politics? What about some of the conversations where people might have differing points of views? Would they still be encouraged to share these points of views, even if they're differing from their friends and family? So this one, I'm he didn't say a ton about this, but I still love the idea of, hey, let's just enjoy our time together. Let's not get into any heated debates. Let's be present and let's enjoy connecting with each other. And funny enough, Huga Manifesto number nine is togetherness. In the culture, there's a huge focus on building relationships, building memories, having experiences together. Like I shared earlier, even the country policies and the policies in the corporate and business world really support people to not work all day. You work and then you go home and you have the rest of your life and you have a life <laughs> outside of work where I, I don't think that's always the case in North America. That's for sure. One of the best predictors of whether or not we're happy is our social relationships. And this is one of the clearest, most evident reappearing things in the studies done on happiness. I love that in general, Huga really fosters relationships because at the end of the day, relationships are really important. The author of the book also shared that happiness varies more based on the quality of our relationships versus the quantity of money that we make. In fact, now this is really interesting. A study done in 2008 in the UK said that an increase in social involvements may increase satisfaction to an equivalent. Are you ready for this? To an equivalent of 80,000 pounds per year. So 80,000 pounds per year, I think that's like 120,000 Canadian dollars. I'd have to do the conversion, but that is a lot. That is a six figure income boost. And so what does this say? Invest time in your relationships, invest time in your friends, in your family, in the people that you love and the people that are always there for you and foster those relationships. You know, I think that life can be so simple and pleasurable when we're choosing to invest our time and energy into places that actually fill our cup rather than deplete our cup. All right. And lastly, number 10 on the Huga manifesto list, shelter. This is the place where for you to gather with your tribe, a place of peace, a place of security. You know, you can think of this as your place of home. And they share some really great tips on how you can make your home more hoogly and more comfortable. A couple of these I've already mentioned, like fireplaces, candles, bringing in things from outdoors. A couple of the things they mentioned in there were leaves and nuts and twigs. I love flowers, so I added those in. Things made out of wood, and so having wooden floors or wooden chairs, their home design is really beautiful over there. 
books. Taking a break with a good book is considered a very hoogly thing to do, which again, to me, reading a book is about slowing down. It's about relaxing. It's about being present. So you can see how there's overlap amongst these things and how one feeds the other. Ceramics, adding ceramics, a ceramic vase or teapot or mug or bowl to your home will help to create this atmosphere. Again, it's very natural. Um, you know, paying attention to the texture of things, having those warm, fuzzy, soft blankets or rugs. Vintage is a big deal over there. So bringing vintage items into your home. And really, this is about simple pleasures that are helping you to be present and to create these beautiful connected relationships with yourself and with the people that you love. There's my recap on The Little Book of Huga, The Danish Way to Live Well by Mike Wiking. I will make sure that I link to this book in the show notes. I hope you enjoy today's episode and I'd love to know what resonated with you. Are you already doing some of these things naturally or is there an opportunity for you to make your life in your home a lot more hoogly? So definitely go over to Instagram, connect with me there at Leanne Kalal or at the Glojo. Again, you can find those links in the show notes. I also am active on LinkedIn and Facebook, so you can also connect with me over there. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you taking the time to be here today. If there's anything in this episode that you think someone in your life would really appreciate or it would serve them, please pass it along. Word of mouth is just the biggest compliment and it really does help get the show out into the ears of others so that we can all live more fulfilled, happy and aligned lives. That is all for now. Have a wonderful week ahead. And I look forward to connecting with you in the Glojo next week, where I share an episode on SAD, SAD, Seasonal Affective Disorder. If this is something that you experience, I hope you get a lot of value out of this episode and some positive takeaways. And if this is something that you've never heard of, definitely tune in because it affects a lot of people and a lot of times you don't even know it is going on. So this could be helpful for you or someone you love. Okay, bye for now.